everyone. Welcome to... I, I don't know what this is, but we are the RP Geeks. Who are you people? We didn't come up with a name for it. <laughs> we have a name. We have so many Every names. Every single one of our shows, except this one. This is a special show. Just a few people out there. It's, it's especially for new people, people who've maybe missed a few streams, people who just want to know what the hell is going on, and people who want to know what will be going on in the exciting future of the Ooh. RP Geeks. Um, so before we get on to that, I think we should, as per usual, introduce ourselves briefly. Should we? Should I save that? No, I'm going to introduce ourselves. My name's Shamani. I used to she had pronouns as a film video pro yeah, professional of the nerdy variety. Amazing. Yeah. That <laughs> diction. That diction. I played it very quickly. Um, Hi, I'm Emily. I use she/her pronouns. I'm a science filmmaker, and I play D and D. Simon. Yeah. Hi, my name is Simon. I use he/him pronouns. I like D and D, and I make science things on the YouTube's and on yeah. Twitch. That's way slower. Way slower. slower. Sorry. Yeah, really yeah, quick. That's all right. Ali. Hi, my name is Ali. I'm the DM. I like D and D a lot. That's why I'm the DM, and I do film things on the films. Right. Thanks for watching, everybody. Uh, that was actually <laughs> the end of the stream. Goodbye. Over. <laughs> okay, right. No, that was the. the don't leave! Oh. <laughs> Please! Oh my god. I mean, this is this is a taster of, of our usual um, chaos, chaos and fun. Um, but we did want to we did want to give a little bit of an overview right now um, of what this is and why this is and how why this is <laughs> who this is and where this is. Um, and and Ali, I know you love describing the. Uh, RP Geeks concept. Would you like to describe our concept? Oh, the concept. It's so conceptual. <laughs> the concept is we all really like D&D and we played it for a long time, uh, like just us playing normal D&D, but we're also all science communicators who really like science for our sins. Yeah. And so we were thinking, right, wouldn't it be awesome to play a D&D campaign where you could explain all of the stuff that was happening through actual science so we're like right so we built this DD &D world which is a sci-fi DD &D world right in the future far future um well I, so i built it right because i'm the dm i was gonna say and... you're being very modest there <laughs> me shamani and simon had nothing to do with it but we uh... all played a part uh, <laughs> anyway so so the whole point is so all of us we're you know we're far out on the rim of the alliance space right which is the sort of human empire if you like right and we're way out on there on this planet called braxigantu in one of this these really far flung star systems and that's where all, and it's way 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 into the future um but the whole concept is that you know the the physics the biology all the scientific laws are, the, are real and could really happen mm. and which trying to explain all the crazy funky stuff like magic and gods and stuff that happens in D&D &D through this like like real science that's we haven't got into gods at all in the campaign yet no so just that's throw exciting. gods in there yeah you have you have heard of the nanite gods that has been mentioned oh no we weren't paying attention does that what short did chortle say something He's nodding. He's nodding. He's nodding. Oh, oh wow. it sounds so oh. relevant to the plot. Oh, I'm oh, just going to get my notepad. Let me get my notepad. <laughs> Such <laughs> conversation about yeah. nanite gods to the list. Oh, my God. I spent so yeah. much time. Like, I just, you know, and I know you're not going to meet. There's loads of them you're never going to meet, right? Like, why would you? And wh which, which like... character mentioned it? 
Chortle, I can't. I reckon, I reckon. Okay, so some people won't know who Chortle is yet. We'll, well, we'll, get, to, we'll get to that. So we'll get to we'll that. Get to that. Um, yeah, so so basically we are, um, we have done eight episodes now. Um, we've actually done eight episodes of, of, of two different types of shows. We've done eight episodes of our, um, just the campaign, um, which is basically run as a sort of standard actual play adventure in space using standard D&D 5th edition rules um, and occasionally breaking out into science in what we call chats of opportunity. Yeah. Love because it. a chat of opportunity sounds like attack of opportunity, which is a thing. A very key D&D. thing to understand about the show is it is 90% based on puns. Yeah. We built yeah. out with I puns. also hate that, was a good one, that you're very welcome. That's <laughs> most of my brain is just bad puns going round and round. And sometimes I say them out loud and people agree they should be titled. <laughs> and this happened far too many times for this show. Like a so, waking uh, nightmare that you live. Like, the, you're like, no, it's just a terrible pun. Don't make it the title of that the, name. The other pun name is the bit where we analyze the science from the adventure is called the D&D brief. <laughs> I mean, it's good. Though. It's a that good, good. title. That's a, that's a really Come good on. one. I think that one came <laughs> first. That was like, was that like so, the original nucleation really cool. point of this yeah. idea? RP Geeks was first, but I did propose it as RP Geeks. So oh, the yes. RPGs did. RPGs. Um, Don't like that. But like a jig. I think that's what our like fans jigs. should be called. I think all our fans are the Geeks. Right. The Geeks. We are the Geeks. geeks. <laughs> yeah. Superior. Do you want to be Geeks? Let us know in the comments. <laughs> Would you, you rather be a geek or a geek, guys? Um, like, you know, no, I, don't, I don't. This is mm. dangerously close to discussions of jellicle cats. We're approaching that level of abstract. Jellicle cats are jellicle cats. Oh, Ali, don't. Don't, don't, don't. Jellicle cats are jellicle cats. Jellicle cats are jellicle cats. Jellicle cats. Anyway, D&D. It's a musical theatre thing, about films and musicals quite a lot. Sorry. That's like Brendan Fraser is God. Yes, yeah, so the um, Brendan Fraser is the only god that we recognise thus far in the playthrough. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> god of so my heart. What I thought we could do um, is basically have a chat. Um, I thought we could we could reveal some more things about ourselves. Um, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> what? Our real, our real world <laughs> self. Our real world self. Did you suck me into therapy? <laughs> This is we could talk about some issues that we've been having in life and problems <laughs> that we've all been facing. Um, and I'm going to keep why, drinking my wine now. Oh God! What? Yeah. Why? We, how we all ended up here? Um, a little bit of a sort of behind the scenes glimpse as to how yeah. we how we came up with the ideas. Just sort of all all of that. That's quite a lot. Maybe we could um, do like. Quite how, should we start with how we met? Oh yeah. Well, that's nice. Do people care? So I think <laughs> I the first. Two of us to meet would be me and Sharmini, yeah, who met in 2012 at uh, in a university production of All Shook Up, which is an Elvis Presley jukebox musical. It's great. It's great. It was great. Um, It's it's actually a really good show. The storyline is based on Twelfth Night by Shakespeare, and then all the music is. We're veering dangerously off course, and we're not even like ten minutes in. This isn't off course. This is how me and Sharmini met. That's, I think it's important. And then we, we met at a science know. university, um, ended yeah. up both doing uh, a master's in science media production and then went off into the land of TV and subsequently mm-hmm. other online videos. Um, we are the same person. 
Well, I don't mind that because you're great. So well, I'm okay, well, it. we're king nightmares, Charmaine. <laughs> I'm not right being like her. No, I'm, I'm okay with. Well, speaking being of online nice. video, is the next in the chronology Ali and I meeting? You are the master of segways, so. Simon Clark. Like so. you cannot. When be did you meet? I don't know this. Was it 2018, 2019 that we met? I think it oh. might have been earlier because we met through a, a friend, like. And oh yes yeah yeah we yeah, met yeah, before yeah, yeah we, we did have other friends. friends we did a video on um brain chemistry for my youtube channel and mm. that was about 2018 i want to say it was pre something around that. pc it was like pre-covid no it must have been like 2017 before because i've kicked out that lab after that so <laughs> <laughs> unrelated unrelated yeah, but yes we we met too. in a cafe in london uh, like a year before that maybe I, something something yeah. like that but that was how we kind of on a production perspective kind of got in touch and realized that we like working together which was nice because we're but and we're both um we both did phds but very different like topics right but yeah. like that's our kind of background like that whole science route so you've done films together that we can go and watch on a youtube channel we don't, is it just the one that we did i think it's just the one but then i did i did like a podcast bit with you to talk about yeah you know youtuber stuff yes anyway. yeah we did that well then oh. I met Ali Jennings. And then we made a video about mantises. That's not really key to the chronology, but that was one of my favorites. Mantis shrimp. No, praying no, praying mantises with oh, little 3D glasses on. And we got the train and went up to a lab. Um, and I particularly remember that trip I've seen because... this video. Oh, good. It's a great video. You should check it out. But also you that was... for it. Good really. Yeah. Oh, great. Go <laughs> on. Award-winning videos award-winning video um but that was yeah i mean that was kind of in the middle of me uh knowing uh ali but i had discovered dnd while drunk at a bus stop at an after show party for a panto um <laughs> so <actually>. i <laughs> love that a panto that me and charmony were again yeah, in together because <laughs> we are musical theater yeah. nerds congratulations yeah. um and uh i had started running one shots for work people so we hang around after work in the so-called quiet room on our floor and did at times get asked to maybe keep it down um, by the books and arts editor who was- We're fighting a tarasque, go away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think, uh, Ali, had you played, had you played any TTRPGs before then? Nope. Um, I, yeah. I played my first TTRPG when I was 18, a long, long time ago with uh, my boyfriend at the time, whose dad, played it in the 80s oh, no and wanted way. to run a game oh, cool. and Aww. so my boyfriend was like we're gonna play DD, and i was trying to be cool and was like i don't know how it was DD. and i got so into it and i remember i played a little halfling who ha i gave her like zero intelligence and so basically because i wanted to be able to the chaos started very young in me and i just wanted to be able to do whatever i wanted and um it was probably a very bad player but i like i chucked booze on a fire to try and put it out and so it got worse and yeah, and then my boyfriend got really angry with me because I wasn't being optimal for the playstyle. Oh, it was a beard. He was like a neck beard. And now we're married. No, we're the not, use no, of the no. word optimal, yeah. Suboptimal. Yeah. Oh, it's not really an optimal, it's not viable in the current meta of D&D. <laughs> if you're watching, hope you're well. Because um, my, like... my first actual playing experience, I actually DM'd before I played. No. Like, I did my I did Minds of Fandelver. Um, Did you? Oh wait, no, let me. The classic. Set, uh, with some friends, we were on a group holiday, and because I'd watched a lot of um, 
Critical Role clips and a fair bit of like high rollers. Just the stuff. clips. Yeah, just clips actually. Uh, it's a lot to get into. And like a fair bit of, of high rollers, and I'd seen other oh, nice. campaigns like elsewhere. I can't remember where, but like I was like, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I know that the group was interested, and I was the one who had the closest thing to experience, so I was put in charge. But like my first time playing was with you guys. No um, way. Yeah. So I like. I realise way so my first time playing was with you, Shamani, but I realise actually now that I used to play a computer game that mm. was based on D and D. It was a D and D computer game. Mm. I played it religiously for like six years, my formative years. Wow. Over and over and over again. And I've only just realised so cool. that it was all based on D and D. Fun. That's what was it? So what was the computer game? Baldur's Gate Two, one of the best. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a D and D world. Yeah. Fuck me, it's good. Yeah. I play it again. Amazing. I, I do. In our home game, one of the worlds I've places I've reflavored, uh, the place you're in fact on your way, no, oh! the place you're in now, oh, or the place yeah. you just left, sorry, yeah. that's Baldur's Gate that I've reflavored to be Hive. That's oh, that's nice. Baldur's Gate that you were in. Because we should mention, like, you, we sort of said we played together past tense. Like, we do still have a separate campaign. We have a home game, um, which is great. We're and doing we, Horde of the Dragon Queen. <laughs> but very reskinned. Um, and, so and we also we, we had like a long time with not playing because of the pandemic and we had a, a meetup mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago now um where we just did a whole weekend of playing dnd &D and it was glorious it was so nerdy it was so great and oh, like, honestly that was just like the best weekend ever i love you guys but we also play online my segues are so bad <laughs> <laughs> what? what i was going for was yeah what about the game that we play right we don't want to get too off topic right yes how's it going in our game yes. the one that Dungeons we do dragons inside. emily so you've we... got to stop wearing that top because the planets are out of order like i know stop looking at my boobs simon but it's, it's saturn it's not um... closest to the sun <laughs> this is jupiter oh, earth's here here's mars sorry podcast <laughs> this is bad for you get your boobs emily's currently know, displaying look i'll do this okay i'm doing this i'll do this okay it's a good t-shirt it's a really bad t-shirt so okay it goes from what i can tell that's saturn right maybe mercury she's going from left then, to right away from the sun um this is quality that's jupiter, audio content uh, that's mars is that another jupiter no, that's jupiter we might have two <laughs> two jupiters well that's no oh, that's... this one's definitely jupiter it's got the, wait have you had venus yet that looks like it might be venus oh that's venus there we go so earth mars venus then, uh, which one is it? Uranus? No, 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 no. I think Venus is to the. Yes. Sorry, podcast listeners. Venus is to the left of Earth. <laughs> no, no, that's Jupiter. It's got a red spot. Hang on. Wow! <laughs> I'm holding it out. T-shirt. It's, it's Simon, clearly. Okay, our um, views have just spiked. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I should hope so. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, what is the Dragons of Science? Anyone? I actually, I, but I will this top. On our first ever one shot, we did oh, on okay. Simon's Twitch stream. Oh, she back to the point. Well done. So <laughs> that one shot led to this campaign, which we are now playing, and goes a bit like this, right? So we thought it would be a good idea to just go through really quickly what we've done and a bit of the science that came up a little bit, but also like you know the adventure, like the story of what happened. What recaps? When you're doing the recap, can I demand sound effects, please, Ali? Your sound effects are top Maybe tier. Maybe we should do the recap and, and, and Ali should do the Atmos and Yes, <laughs> And also, if we get it wrong, he has to try and correct yeah. us via the sound effects. <laughs> whatever, we, what, whatever we say, sound effects. <laughs> okay. okay. No, no, come for the, come for the full fat, you know, for the sound effects. I've got to be really, got to be in the zone. Mm. We should, you can't true. make the sound effect of a huge bird if you're not, like, 
fully immersed in their culture, their way of life. So our players, so the whole thing starts with our players in a shuttle, which lands in this sort of mountaintop colony called Vow. Like a huge shuttle, like a shuttle the size of a village. Like, it's massive, right? Yeah, I mean, it's really big. I don't know if it's the size of a, a okay, small the size village. of a, a like cathedral. It's really chunky. It's like a cathedral. Yeah. It's like a big cathedral. Um, yeah. And that sort of down in the middle of this sort of forest on this mountainside. And they and the thing is, nobody knows each other at the start. Did you guys? No. Nope. This backstory. I was I, I was not activated. Infinity wasn't there. Tenebris mm. and Uriel had been uh, had, had just been passengers on the shuttle. Went to try and, and leave. I um, got stabbed. Well, a, a stabbing occurred. Someone was stabbed. Who yeah. was to blame? Nobody knows. People were stabbed. Excuse me for my Maybe... ar- liking my arm being attached to my body. Like, uh... <laughs> fuck me, am I right? We met an ex- ex- exciting salesperson who had a little stall on the sh- in the shuttle itself, on the sort of shuttle like road. It's very big. Like the shuttle. concourse. Yeah, on the main concourse mm. of the shuttle. He had a little shop. He was like, "Do you want to buy something?" Then he then he stabbed you. It wasn't a great business strategy. Um, Hello, would you like to buy something? Wanna... Shank. Explain you what are... your um your characters are. Oh, yes. we should, we should yes. do that. Oh yeah, we should. For the for the viewers who are watching this on Twitch or YouTube, I will attempt to show you the fan mm. art. But because of how we do, uh, sorry, not the fan art, Cass's art. Cass is also a fan. It may be incorrect because of how I've set up the streaming. We will have to cross that bridge when we come to it. Oh, let's. exciting. So Sharmini, over to you. What's your character? Right, love my character. Love the love art of my character oh. that you may or may not be seeing. Uh, so... no, they're seeing the character, but they're seeing uh, Emily Bates. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> the video's well... are the wrong way around. <laughs> I'll, I'll mime along with the words you say. Okay, go. This okay. is so professional. Tenebris <laughs> is a drow. There's like no lag. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was doing that really well, but that's probably not. Okay, they know what she looks like. They know, they know what 10 looks like. Okay. <laughs> this um, is a really, it's a really important point to jump yeah. in here, though, right? Yeah. So even though we're saying racist, right? This is yes, racist according to... Racist according to the D&D mechanics, right? So they have yeah. the same sort of, like, stat block variations and, and all the kind of special abilities. But actually, we're saying that essentially everybody is human. You just modify yeah. yourself... Which is because oh. there are there are aliens in the sci-fi setting, right? But we have not met any of them. You, you don't know that we're, we're aware. Sure. Oh, I thought that we that 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 was confirmed that there I feel were like there some were rumors the or there right. were like you've heard rumors. it, but is it real? So yeah, so but which is which is also really exciting about what kind of future humans we all are. Because yeah, so um, Tenebris and I'm gonna say like a few things that haven't explicitly come up in game. So, so well, not spoilers, incoming. but slight sneak peeks for you. So, Tenebris is is from a group of uh, humans who have been genetically modified to suit a particular environment. Um, and if you're aware of the drow species in in D anD D fifth edition, um, they live in the Underdark um, and uh, have uh, very good dark vision and very sensitive eyes to the to the sunlight. Um, and that's all uh, in my sort of concept due to sort of specific and deliberate 
genetic engineering and i did a little, little science check i'm um, talking about pointy ears because because mm. they are oh, elves yeah. why did what you know why would why would pointy ears be of benefit uh, and my theory was that the, it isn't necessarily um but it sort of got carried along with such pressure on other genes that happens it's like male also. nipples <laughs> um, say that about everything so <laughs> I like the string. It's like yeah. male nipples. It's it's irrelevant to survival, but it may be uh, yeah attached to. It's um, not a disadvantage to have it. Basically. Yeah, exactly. So cute little pointy ears, um, and mysterious magic powers, Ooh, which we do not know anything about. And I'm so excited to find out. That is definitely Next a reason week. to tune in. Crucially, <laughs> they will be explained through scientific rationale. Yeah. So we're calling them Everything. magic, but they're not. Everything it, has was it, to have an any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Mm-hmm. Arthur C. Clarke. But we know how they work, yeah. <laughs> so we'll explain it to you somehow. Well, that's our challenge. Um, and you know, yeah. I've got a scientific concept for how I think all these things could go, um, and we'll see how good a job I do of justifying all the D and D five E abilities. Like right, Bates, There's let's let's roll the dice and see what we're gonna get when we oh. <laughs> when we show what? Bates's character up. Uh, right. Oh, I thought you actually wanted me to roll the dice. I was ready. <laughs> oh no, no, I meant <laughs> figuratively. For this podcast, I, a very I, I easily made mistake. Uh, no, I meant figuratively roll the dice. Let's see. Okay. Who's that? It's it's Ali actually. Uh, hey! You're hey! looking at a picture of uh, of Ali's character, Infinity. This is Infinity or Infinite Sky six thousand. She has a serial number which I don't have open, so I can't quite tell you what it is. You don't have it memorized. I do not have it memorized. I can't okay, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. It's uh, Infinite Sky six thousand serial number eight six nine one nine seven two six PMGB one five three zero ML, and. Uh, <laughs> That was great, Ali. Well done. Really good. For the, for the really listeners at home, Ali is perfectly mimicking. Uh, you, you wouldn't even know <laughs> that he wasn't Lip-syncing. speaking. The hand movements Lip-syncing, are the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God, I don't want that image. No, stop it. Stop it. I know the Macarena. <laughs> um, and uh, she is a droid in this world, so she is a robot. And Ali, please stop. I've, I've changed it back to the main screen. We're all good. <laughs> okay. Um, and um, I, she's covered in these screens that have like constellations and pictures. And I have a reason for why that is, but so it hasn't <clears throat> properly come up in game yet. So I'm going to not fully explain that. Um, but she is a robot. So, um, but I wanted her still to have emotions because I'm quite an emotional person and I liked the idea of someone experiencing emotions really strongly for the first time and everything they experience is like really heightened. Um, So we, well, again, I won't go into this too much, but the idea is she has, I think I've said this in the stream, there is a part of her that is an emotion suppressor. The idea being that potentially she is such a high powered AI that emotions have and consciousness has potentially formed as part of that which is a whole other thing that we haven't gone into yet but there's a cool chat around that um and her emotional suppressor is broken and so she's woken up because she wakes up when everyone's on this ship uh she was in a scrap heap and for some reason activates um and sees these two other two lovely characters and the other other crucial thing is that you didn't always used to be this form like you you've actually gone you, you, she's a character capable yeah, no. of interstellar travel. Yeah, but like, she but, could have flown through space as in the form she's in. 
True. Okay. I just but, yeah. but like you look you at somebody know. just standing on the ground. It's like so it's excited. not like a Captain Marvel esque figure. Like that looks uh, capable. She's exactly that was slight inspiration actually. Oh so really? That. I love Captain Marvel. Um, but um, she is technically D and D wise, she is a completely reskinned wood elf. Um, because wood elves have an ability where they are able to um, hide even if they're only partially obscured. And I thought if she's covered in these screens, she could change these screens to be the background. So she's going to be slightly better at stealth um, than maybe she would be otherwise. Um, but such a funny place that... to like start with that because I mean, like the screen thing is so wide ranging and it does so much stuff and it's such a sort of a beautiful mechanic for just doing all sorts of stuff that it's like it's funny that you were like, I know, I'll, I'll just be someone that sort of camouflages well, myself easily. I wonder how I do this. I'll do this with screens, which um, my very emotions. It's amazing. It's actually a different yeah. way of getting to it. So how it came around, um, which I don't think I've talked to you guys about. I was, I knew I wanted to play a druid, and when I started thinking about like how you could do like a sci-fi druid. I was like, ooh, cool, you could just be like really good at plants and stuff. And I and it was just always a bit like I, and I kept coming to these spells and I was like, none of them work. Like, because druids actually have quite a lot of attacking spells. And I just kept getting like stuck. And, and then I thought about wild shape and I was like, crap, how am I gonna explain a human wild shaping mm. like into another animal? This um this doesn't make any sense. So I was like, oh, but transformers can like and turn themselves into a different thing. So I was like, cool, I'll make a robot. And then I liked the aesthetic of stars and I knew I wanted to be a circle of stars druid when I reached level two. Um, and they have to have a star map of some form. Um, oh. And so normally it's like they have a little a piece of paper or they have a little mobile planetarium and stuff that they take around or a little crystal that like projects stars onto walls and things and i was like wouldn't it be cool if her star map was just her body and like all the screens on her body and that's and then i was like oh, okay cool what what race should i make her to like try and make this work and i saw the wood elf thing of being able to obscure herself and i was like that works and that was it you talking about it has given me so many ideas it's so good yeah. that's how infinity arrived uh and then i Simon? does that mean that, that my artwork has actually got my picture next to it oh yay oh i'm the only oh. one that it works for oh yours one find yourself well, talking at the same time i'm, just, I'm <laughs> gonna try and talk with lag <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um so uh this handsome gentleman here there we go. Is uh, Uriel. Uriel um, this came up on a stream the other day, but not one of ours. Um, his, his surname is Bosom. Uriel Bosom. Oh, um, which like the particle? No, Bosom, like the person who fixes things on a ship. But like the Higgs boson. No, B O S U N. Oh. Spelled oh, what, you mean like a like one of the fundamental particles? No, no. For goodness sakes, no. It's short for Boatswain. <laughs> oh, Botswain. Oh, yeah. like, like, like on below yeah, deck. Like, yeah, exactly. Like on those, on those Feynman <laughs> it's, guys. it's a nautical reference, and now that the the, the the wind's gone out of my sails trying to explain it. Um, <laughs> oh, very good though. Very. Oh, it's good. really lovely. Well done. Oh, thank you, thank you. I stay. That's what I crave. Um, so Uriel is uh, a partly synthetic and partly organic person. Mm. Uh, a, a born a man but uh, doesn't really want to be a man anymore um, and has been gradually converting parts of his body into machinery. Um, and uh, in, by this point in that process, we've got a mechanic, mechanical arm, which I think is the right arm, if I remember rightly, um, wow. which we're running as basically being like a monk weapon. 
um, because it packs a bit more of a punch than just an empty fist. Um, and we've also got other things like we're explaining the fact that he has dark vision because uh, we're actually running him as a dwarf. So he has dark vision because his eyes have been augmented in some way. Um, he also has a uh, breastplate as part of his kit. So he's actually got the... I think he might have the highest AC of everybody. Mine's all right. I, 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 I think it's 16. I, wait, you're a monk. Why yeah. have you yeah, got a breastplate? How do you put breastplate? Nobody told me how otherwise. I sent you my character sheet before this all started. Yeah, I. Think I just think you're. you're I think you're better off not having a breastplate because I think your AC goes up as a monk with unarmored defense. Get it off, Simon. Jesus. Potentially, right. well, we'll, look, of, it. we'll look at it. We'll look at it later. We'll look at it later. But the point is, there are, there are additional things like that. Um, and the reason that I wanted to run uh Uriel as a character was basically because I like the idea of monks um having key points. Uh, a sort of a form of internal energy which immediately came to me as kind of a form of battery storage um so having some kind of electrical storage inside and as he gets upgraded as he goes further into the campaign then that storage is increased in capacity and so he gets more key points to do various things um, it's a really good point as well just from like a, if you just think about cyborgs for a second you're like yeah it looks great but how the hell are you going to power that incredibly powerful piece of machinery that's stuck onto the side of your body yeah. and so like the key thing is actually really <laughs> the key good. key thing yeah it's like it's pretty crucial <laughs> um but uh, and the other thing was like which hasn't no, it hasn't come up yet, so I won't. Oh, there's so many. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I realized yeah, I didn't yeah. give any of like Infinity's actual backstory. She's a terraforming robot, so um, oh yeah, and she said this. She was sent to Braxigantu to terraform the planet, um, but she's had a memory wipe. She remembers arriving at the planet, and she doesn't remember anything until she woke up. Because we love an amnesia backstory, because oh, then it's all down to Ali. Yeah. I actually love it. And and Uriel's been really cagey about his backstory. And there was one point yeah. where Infinity said something about having like traveled to the planet and Uriel was all like, whoa, whoa. And then, Did like, you go? Was it was I you avoid craft yourself? What is happening? But it's it's um, already I don't know what it means, but I was so excited I had to like go back and find the bit just yeah. to be like is it this bit and then i, I was like oh god it's well it's clue. it's, it's already clue. come Absolutely out clue. in like the it was like episode two or something that he's he's an example of a synthian of so this religion that worships uh artificial life and sort of synthetic oh, organisms i didn't know that <laughs> uh, but also that was one of my favorite inventions for the character was referring to uh oh god now who was it was it the mechaniac it was one of the early characters you meant as a friend of alan um, because one of the oh, symbols yeah. of the religion That's is the great. Allen key. I loved that. I loved that. Um, what I really love about our three characters is you've got uh, Tenebris, who is like fully biological, Infinity, who is a robot, and then you've got Uriel, like who is Desperately in this like, trying to move from trying to, to move yeah. from one to the other, and it's yeah. just really a really nice dynamic. And, and really likes Infinity and just does not care very much about Tenebris. Yeah, yeah. I think we're, we're trying to work on that. <laughs> But that, I think that's also like an interesting part of the whole sort of setup is like, whereas D&D is obviously prescriptive, you choose a race and that's your race forever. Like part of our setup is that you can move between the races should you wish, right? Like, so- We're not calling them races, are we? We're called- Yeah, you know, I'd yeah. call them species, species, or, species yeah. in D&D, but I guess in, in, in ours, I don't know what they'd be called. Like if yeah. you're a dwarf, so I, I, my sort of, in, I think of dwarves as being generally sort of cybernetic. That's my kind of shorthand 
if you're a cybernetic person you probably got a dwarf strap block but obviously remove all the cybernetic stuff and do some other stuff to you you stop being a dwarf and start being other things I'm not right sure if so if you took away things, all yeah, of but... the things that gave them the dwarf stats and did the genetic modification that satan Everest has they would go from being a dwarf to being a dry i see yeah maybe a dry elf right? yeah so that makes sense yeah. the races they are fluid nice and we have in, in the course of the campaign we've we've met humans but we have also met dwarves meaning the reskinned uh dwarves for miners uh people with uh, mm -hmm. augments we've met a couple of elfin like people which i would assume would mean elves um where like the guards at the gates going that into one, the forest there was, yeah there was one I of think, those was there one other one we have some interesting characters who... i haven't really thought about that because i've just no. been so into the like oh they're just it's augmented humans in some way it's, i haven't really yeah. thought Funny, about it like, i've found like playing it as we go right as soon as you stop saying oh you see a dwarf in the street or mm, something mm. you instantly end up in a, in a different place in terms mm. of like mm. the characters you're talking about and the way that you're describing them and what you even expect from them like if you just have to describe what they look like it gives mm. you a whole different set of like assumptions and that's i definitely in. forget when you're describing people i forget that that is the equivalent of you know yeah same dwarf yeah. or oh, oh um a couple of like gnomish people who have been like small for completeness because yeah. i realized we've shown the character art for people who are watching the video or the stream um Shamanu, can you just describe tenebris's appearance because i don't think we've actually we've had a description of infinity but have we not had a description of tenebris oh you mean for the podcast sorry you said you you were like don't do a visual description i forgot yep. there's also a podcast um yeah so tenebris has um blue skin white hair um and some very funky goggles um that she protects her sensitive eyes with um and a cool leather jacket um and i have cosplay for my outfit and it's I love so it. good so i will only cosplay for my outfit and for my character under extreme duress because your character's uh, bold and wearing monk robes with a tied with a very very long rope yeah 100 yeah, feet same. of rope i think we said <laughs> 100 feet so, i think we said 50 yeah. was it 50 i can't remember but yeah the most useful part of the whole character is his belt that comes off at every opportunity um, well, because we needed rope, and most D&D &D characters have rope, and we decided that our rope would be Uriel's belt. Yeah. So his arse is frequently We're out in this campaign. under-equipped. So we, we arrived, so this, is, this is us all like meeting each other, having, having arrived in Val, which it turns out, I mean, I presume maybe we knew this, but it turns out that this is mainly... Uh, a mining colony like it's just Do you want entirely... to know the full name of the of vow which I, we never used 25d0 so two, something yeah it, everyone it go to your vow, vow 25d0 and actually you it has a strap line which no one has oh, ever seen right line. but the strap line is a chugul systems venture oh no oh i don't like that who are they oh God. Wait, we can't oh, take wow. notes. This is not character knowledge. No, it's not canon. Not, we not don't canon. know this. It's not. Oh, it might God. not be canon ever. Like it's yeah. just. Oh. I was expecting like you know, Val twenty five D zero. At least it's not Slough, <laughs> or something like that. You don't want to end up in Slough twenty five D zero. The myth like, of Slough has even carried on to like future planets in the Milky Way. <laughs> and uh, oh, that's something I want to talk about because I didn't realize until a few episodes in that we were still in like our galaxy, mm. just like yeah, a different size. I'm just so used to in a galaxy far far away but obviously right we're human well, i mean future but you sort of touched on an interesting thing there it's like okay we are a long way in the future fine right but even given huge quantities of time could we ever really leave our galaxy to go somewhere right. else mm. like is that in... a, it's worth discussing and also communicating 
like communicating and organizing uh, any kind of civilization that goes between galaxies is so crucially right warp travel like warp travel which is essentially magic does not exist but is that in in star trek is that all our galaxy is it like the alpha quadrant and and that yeah but they get around the whole so obviously they have warp travel to travel faster than light but they also have subspace communication which is Mm. instantaneous communication even over huge distances and obviously but even that's still within our galaxy it's still within the milky way yeah but my you know my point being that like they actually have a cohesive organization over incredible distances whereas like one of the things that i do like and and it has been a huge influence on uriel is the 40k universe in that in that universe communication is limited by like the speed of light and so they're trying to organize a galaxy-wide empire with one mm. central core and so the edges are like just like rotting away and have no clue what year it is or it's a little on. bit different in the 40k universe like they do have like a way of communicating but it's a sort of dreamlike instant communication where they're like i think i know what this person's trying to say to me but i'm not 100 yeah. percent clear it, re- it requires a wizard yeah. on each end and it's incredibly risky <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any- anyway but yeah but like in this one it yeah. is limited by the speed of light right a physical law so you know you're getting information from the central kind of like core of the alliance territories which Mm. is hundreds of years out of date as it were i was thinking about this the other day and i was just sort of thinking like well actually you'd have this i don't want to no spoilers i don't think but you'd have this huge okay all right i'll just shut up okay (laughs) back to the story um is it i wanted to ask you how how firefly inspired all your alliance outer edges stuff yeah firefly is an interesting one so i mean obviously in terms of that structure yeah it's there um, but obviously, but they are all on one uh, solar system. Yeah, they're all moons, aren't they? So it's very kind of compact, which deals with their like transmissions and their traveling around. So that's how they get past that problem. They don't have to deal with this huge distance effect. But yeah, I mean, it, it's a bit annoying actually because I sort of came up with it and then I was like, oh, uh, that sounds like fire bugger. I've just done Firefly. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> I've I'll just do it over huge separately distances. created Firefly without Firefly. Nathan Fillion. Oh no! Why? <laughs> Nathan Fillion, anyway, the, anyway. the poor man's Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Absolutely oh, no. seconded. That Look, that's that's, that's still a good thing to be. If oh, yeah. slightly compared to Brendan. Oh yeah, my God. So so we're in the Firefly <laughs> universe. Uh, so you're in the Firefly universe. Right? Stretched. And you're in this yeah. shuttle and you've entered on Val 25D0 Ochoa Systems Venture and you're just trying to leave this shuttle and you get into a rumble with uh, some ne'er-do-wells. Eva uh, Cabrera. <laughs> Eva Cabrera. Eva Cabrera, Very mate. Good. Yeah. I have nice. Cabrera. <laughs> do you remember these, the names of his um, thugs? Uh, Muggsy, yep, Scrant, yep, yep, and I do. Oh. Istvan. Yes, that is the names of the thugs. <laughs> <laughs> Muggsy. Scrant. <laughs> The only non-Scottish uh, my notes people we've for met. My fir- the first episode are brilliant, and then everything <laughs> else is awful. Why? Why did you decide on Scottish as the accent for? You can do it. Honestly, I was thinking about. I went through a lot of Gimli. different accents, and it just worked best. <laughs> That's the only. Re- it's so. It's shameful. So yeah, you did that. You you did your rumble in the shuttle, and you were sort of you sort of reached a bit of an impasse there, and then you got. Well, someone came along and chased off these people uh, and we took Sandy. you. <laughs> we miss Sandy. Oh, yes. Sandy, Sandy who you really like <laughs> for reasons unknown. Anyway, she yeah, saved so, us. <laughs> well, you know, it was a sort of yeah, was a, yeah. Anyway, so she took you to um, the leader of the camp, who was like the four person. Oh, uh, let's get a Sandy. 
can't remember yeah. her name. Sandy will overthrow them eventually. Reeve? Yeah. Is it Reeve? Reeve. It is, yeah, Reeve. And Reeve gives you this quest. Let's not shy away from calling it that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it is to go and find out who's been smuggling magnetite out of the mines and put a stop to it. It was great. Um, we, we should say we we also established that it was a mining colony with one of my favourite phrases of Charmony's character's accent. That was our cover story. No, no, that was not, not because it was a mining no, story. No, no, you dig came up because you asked, she said, do you know what we do here? <laughs> and you went, you dig? And we all, <laughs> everyone heard dick. Everyone <laughs> fell about laughing. And thus the chaos of the stream was oh, truly yeah. born. Really set tone. And really did. That was episode one. I really liked the setting though of like the of this kind of like mining camp. Like it was because it was that they were all like pods. They were uh kind of standard template IKEA almost like you know, you, you go and get to Skarsk and you set up your colonial outpost on a new planet. And uh, except <laughs> like there was like shipping the... containers. Yeah. Um and then there was the tavern Mo movers? Movers? Movers. Movers and shakers. Actually, but Sorry. they all, you never saw the shakers bit because everybody everybody just calls it movers. But if you'd actually read the name of the tavern, it's called movers and shakers. But no, at this rate, by the way, that. we are going to finish this recap tomorrow. <laughs> this recap is, um, <laughs> yeah, let's. Okay, so we went to episodes. a bar. We met Chortle, who was like the medi mechanic, and medi-canic, so yeah, medi medicanic or yeah. So medi-canic, she was, yeah. I assume, like a kind of cleric of this world is the kind of vibe I got because she could heal robots or humans. She could do a bit of both. So that was great. Um, We then went to a bar. I'm going to rapid fire this. We went to a bar and had a very unsuccessful bar trip. Infinity poured a drink all over herself. You went Um, to a bar on the, on the, like, uh, you met an NPC who was like, Hey guys, I'm going to the bar. You want to go to the bar? And you were like, no. And then the NPC came back a bit later and was like, Hey guys, I'm actually walking to the bar now. You want to come with? No, that is how it went. You got to the bar and you did nothing. The thing is, we got to the bar and then you described in very, you described in very precise detail. Right, so there are these three rows of tables and then there's the bar. And it was like, this is a battle map. And then we saw some people, we ignored them, drank, inspected our drinks quite a lot and then left. What? Who did we meet? We met one of my favourite characters, Ballsack Boy. (laughs) We didn't speak a strong word. We just saw him across the bar and we're like, there's a person with a spherical raised no. bread. What I think what we established in the bar scene was just how awkward all three of our characters are. Yeah. And so it was like, oh wow, we're not going to be good at charisma at all, even nope. though one of our characters is a sorcerer. <laughs> and uh, so we we left the bar. Some of us more fortunately. We left the bar us. having achieved and, <laughs> and um then we found Darax. Someone attacked us for no reason, and he was really like zombie like and like Yeah. Darax Prolotov. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got know his you... name. Oh, afterwards we found out, right? Yeah. You dealt with him pretty We didn't kill him because we knocked him out people. with our powers. I made yeah. him run away by screaming in his brain. Consequences! <laughs> so you knocked uh, Uriel out. knocked him out with genital pain, oh, yeah. which we then covered the science the of whether you could actually fall unconscious by being pain. punched in the dick. That was um, yeah. It's now a move. Left him there, and then you went off and stayed in a little... 
went to bed. The Roach Motel. We stayed in the. The other thing we should mention before we move on was the the drinks that we were drinking at the bar. We still haven't quite worked this one out. Was riddled with metal fragments. Tiny bits of metal in. Which were also in Darak's. Which my character saw. And then when you looked again, neither of you got them. And saw tiny, tiny bits of metal in his flesh. Yeah. Sounds like a clue to me. Didn't see it, so we left that. Grayish metal. Most metal's grayish, but. Yeah. Went and stayed at the Roach Motel, which just turned out to be a shipping container with a fire in it and some, some lovely roaches. people you talked to. Yes, oh, Jamie, Jamie's friend. Cock! What was Jamie's friend's call? We don't know. No, we don't know. We didn't get, we the, the, we didn't get that the person who spoke about Jamie. We didn't get their name, I don't think. Yeah, well, neither um, did we ever meet Jamie. We should really keep an eye out. No, we've got to find Jamie. They came um, to be close to Jamie. You name there, did you? you no, didn't I don't think the... we did, but I feel like we Fuck. would have asked, but we just didn't. Yeah. We named a cockroach cock. About that. I say we. You. Yeah, <laughs> it was me. You woke up, yeah. and then you had to get to the mine, which was not in the same place as the colony. So the colony yeah. is like down the hill, and then up the hill is the whole big mine. road. It's it was 31.3 degrees Celsius. I made a note of the temperature. It's warm, gosh. That was in your room, right? Oh, that was in my room. <laughs> Ah. Yeah, you did this on the stream as well when we did the recap. Oh, it was the height of summer and it was so hot. It was so hot. Taking so oh, your buttons off. It was on Pi Day. It was, it was on 22nd of the 7th. Wow. I love that God. you've noted that down so the temperature in your room for every I mean, it was, <laughs> it was very warm. Those of you who are interested, oh. right now it's 22.6 oh. degrees. <laughs> That's much oh, nicer. It's 10 degrees cooler than when it was when I was originally recording these episodes. <laughs> oh my god. Mine's a nice cool 19. Anyway, how, so you crept aboard to get to the to get to the mine, you crept aboard a truck headed oh, off towards god. the mine. Easily got on board no the problems. Truck. It's always worth there was going no back issues and watching... getting on the truck. It's probably worth just going Watch back and clips. listening to watching that one because that was that was a that was a belter. Mm. So you got on the thing and then as you were going down, it's all kind of self-contained as well. It's quite easy to understand. Yeah. So you, as you were going down the, up the road to the mine, uh, you were, I don't know, accosted, I don't, attacked is yeah. a bit of a strong word, but mm. you know there was some there was some a large bird action. Bird song. Wait, wait, wait we missed out one of the seven. one of the great moments of the campaign, which was Sharmini intimidating somebody into silence. That was persuading. great. Persuading. Sorry, persuading into silence. Like grasping on, on the back of this truck, you know, grabbing onto, I think, my belt, probably. Yeah, uh, it was always your belt. Somebody looks <laughs> I got up spotted. And... I got spotted. I was trying to roll stealth, but they saw me and they looked at me and they were just about to like tell the person next to them. So I just went, shh. And rolled a 24 charisma or something like that. Oh, it was... Yeah, it was very good. Oh. Yeah. Also, you have part of that tableau is that. Uriel at the same time is standing on the top of the truck with this belt and his robe just completely flapping in the yeah. way. And Infinity is just sort of holding him up as well at the same time. <laughs> yeah, you it's were just... both. That was, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then, Don't giant flappy bird, it was so big that we had to have an entire science check discussion on 80 the meter wingspan. birds and things that could fly and how cool pterosaurs are. And also bats. Bats are very cool. Yeah. And how mm -hmm. it was just abnormally large and also Ali mentioned that it had like grey streaks running through it, like almost yeah. metallic. And we were like, yeah. oh my god, this is um, grey metal is tying everything together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, yes, yeah. that. So yeah, and then, but you managed to, you kind of dealt with that. That was pretty, that was yeah. hair raising actually, because it was yeah, tight. That was great. It was a race um, and, and it was off. I got knocked off of the back it. of the truck, bounced on the road. Oh, yeah, god, you're okay what I liked about that fight, can I just say, is that we didn't roll damage. 
or like anything we were just rolling to hit and you weren't telling us like because yeah. we were using like the gun on the top of the truck and i really enjoyed like having no idea like if we were like making any kind of impact or not yeah, it, was, nice. it was good i enjoyed it, it was it was tight and then you got to the mine and then you you got into the mine you met the people who you were driving the truck with they were who great you made friends the with. minister and minister Klamchev. Yeah, Dina Klamchev and the minister. I've written Klamchev. <laughs> there, there was, yeah. Anyway, so you got in, uh, and Dina and you, uh, Dina Klamchev and the minister helped you out so that you didn't get caught on the way, and then you disappeared into this sort of scrap metal graveyard that surrounds the mm. mine. So the mine has uh, a fence around it, which is guarded, mm. and then it's between the fence and the mine itself is this sort of graveyard of old bits of scrap and you know machines that have been rusted out of use and all this kind of stuff and it by the time you turned up it was approaching night i think so you mm, sort of went and hid mm. in the graveyard right and you'd found scrapyard not a graveyard and right? at this point we found out that brax Agantu has two moons that was something that we learned at this point that was oh, interesting really? to me they were, yeah. and they were yellowish that was something oh, that we learned. yeah nice and then you so and you'd found and you'd found a plot relevant sort of map thing mm. and you'd received a plot relevant message as well um telling you that you needed to that someone was going to do something in this scrapyard at a certain time so you staked it out and nothing happened and they didn't <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. i'm wondering started... if it was underground all of that stuff or up there where there was a there was an up and there was a down oh yeah that's true yeah. there was an up as well yeah anyway and then Whatever we had to get on the rebreathers. <laughs> <laughs> oh and then God. the best decision that Ali ever made to put breathing apparatus in <laughs> the game. Into the mine yeah. we go. <laughs> they went to the mine to get out of the cold. They just made it in. Oh. And of course it was dusty in there. So there were rebreathers. There was a lady who was trying to stop us getting in and who just ran away and got a little lift down the mine shaft. Mm -hmm. like, oh, really goes. slow elevator. Like, oh yeah, the awkwardly slow lowering down. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so you followed her down into the mine, which is a sort of huge hole in the ground. That's what mines mm. are. And then uh, you got to the bottom and... Oh, there have been earthquakes happening as well. That's oh, crucial. The yes. And they were getting that more frequent, they said. Yes. More yeah. frequent and, and stronger. stronger. Yeah. So as this has been happening, there's been earthquakes sort of happening, but you don't know why. Oh, and my God. So you've gone down into the... In, you went down into the mine. You pretty easily, like, you solved my hidden mine shaft puzzle <laughs> by just being like, our roll really has a survival roll. Mineshaft hey! puzzle. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. We just followed her footsteps into yeah. where she'd gone. Yeah. Into the holographic yeah. wall. Yeah. Solved it so yeah. simply that you don't even remember it as a puzzle. You just, yeah. oh, it's a simple series of steps to do. <laughs> we just looked at the footsteps, Ali. It was very easy. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, then, and we also encountered, was it at that point we encountered the holographic wall? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that which was, was just hiding like, the. I was just the like, put my hand through passage. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we came and then... across Ari and Gronk. Oh no! Oh, Uriel made Tebris go first. Um, so there was yeah. a little, there was a little passageway through the holographic sort of, yeah, illusion. Yeah. They went through, and there were some people waiting for them on the other side. One had a chainsaw. Yeah, was it a chainsaw for a hand, or was it just a chainsaw? I think it was just a chainsaw. No, she just had a chainsaw, I think. And I started raining blood. This was the yeah. this was the episode when that Ali's was in like a monsoon in his conservatory. Yeah. 
yeah, don't the audio on that one's not my fave. Um It was like, yeah, she shreds you with a chainsaw. <laughs> like hammering down. It sounded like you're in a waterfall. <laughs> it was like it's listen I listened back to it and I was thought it, uh, you know, you can understand what I'm saying. <laughs> if you try what you want from a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't put any filters on it to try and help at all. Don't worry about it, Alex. <laughs> But that fight went, I mean, I got pretty messed up. Ten went down. Oh, no, no, no. Because we had the fight, and then... (laughs) Yeah, ten uh, was fine, until... uh, had an artifact. What we later learned was an artifact, which is this object that, when dropped onto the ground, sent out a shockwave. um, And we had to take con saving throws, and Tenebris with one point hit point left was sent flying into the wall and not unconscious. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and then Ari ran away at that point. Ari ran. Yeah, yeah. and Infinity chased him with a little bit of anger. Infinity got a little Some bit scary. Like, Infinity is usually a very gentle, calm, happy robot. She loves everyone. Loves everyone. And there was this moment where Tenebris was unconscious on the floor and she caught this poor kid who just, just I don't know, so much signed worse up for something. Think, when you think about her as a robot, like, the anger is so much worse, mm. isn't it? The way I'm kind of trying to move her is that when she, you know how in Peter Pan, Tinkerbell is so small that she can only hold one emotion inside her at a time. Infinity can only feel one emotion at a time because she doesn't quite understand them. So it becomes kind of overpowering. And so when she got angry and sad that Tenebris had hit the floor, she was was There was this terrifying moment where she had this boy and she called back Tenebris are you alive? I think. Or are you okay? <laughs> he was one hundred percent dead. If you had, yeah, I know. Um, like, I'm, 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 I'm fine. And like, to be honest, the only reason he answer. wasn't immediately dead was me kind of going, "Okay, Emily is going to call back because otherwise, mm. Infinity's going to go a very, very dark way very quickly." So I mean, she yeah. is a dark character, though. Like. It's the whole... She's not. She's lovely. She's sunshine and rainbows. That's why it's so She's got dark. stars all over her. It's lovely. <laughs> she turns she'll, into animals. She'll dismember you what, with a star on her stars on her face. That's what I. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Burning I really with a cold like fury. I love about your three characters. It's like there is darkness, like strong darkness for each of them, and you lean into it at different times, but like it's always there. Sunshine anyway, and rainbows. Yeah. That but, said, um, you did let that guy live. And Yay! we also brought Tenebris back to so life happy. with a health potion, which we, in a science Grindly check, described as potion. a nanite potion. Um, nanite. Yeah. Nanite injection. Nanite yeah, straight like, into the bum. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like they're gonna, nanites are going to come back because it's, a, it's an important piece of tech for, for this universe. Yeah. yeah anyway, uh, you, you did that. You tried to interrogate Gronk. That didn't go particularly well. Um, we killed him. Up? Uh, we killed Gronk, yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. You killed Gronk. You killed Gronk. We. Oh, yes. The party You're... killed Gronk. Mm, I think it was very much you. The party actually. had a disagreement about what, what we should do with Gronk, at which point Uriel killed Gronk. Well, oh. we were gathering data about that artifact. Uriel wanted to gather information about what the artifact was and how it worked. That's true. The, art- the, the, the terrifying artifact that basically just being dropped had caused major destruction. Um, so I think we tried like waving it as a wand, tried bonking yeah. Grog over the head, hit, on the, hit her on the head with it, and then we were like nuts to this. Just, I think we, I punched her in the groin, and then I probably. Just, oh no, Uriel, not again. Uriel, classic. Yeah. Um, oh god, I was about to say another fight, but that hasn't even happened yet. God, a lot has happened. 
Um, yeah. yeah. So once you've done that, you had a, had a quick nap, you had a long nap, and then and you the boy woke had up. told us of a secret of a way to where the others were. Yeah, we did. It, it was, was uh, along a river. And yeah, through the sunken river, alongside the, the ravine. That you couldn't mm-hmm. describe. And then we very successfully navigated the river, and there were no issues <laughs> at all. Um, Rivers, easy. Water, not a problem um, for us. And yeah. And then we found the wall. We found the wall. Wait, 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 wait. We missed over a whole bunch oh. then. Oh, no, we have missed a bunch because we missed the cavern. We went down the river. We went to a big <gasps> a cavern. Oh, no. There was the cavern first. We descended down into this thing that had loads of holes all over the shop. And then giant <laughs> centipedes came out oh, to yeah. play. Yeah, which Uriel was useless against because they had no crotch to punch. Uh-huh. That was the, the, the <laughs> crucial thing. Um, and they were doing poison damage, which was mm-hmm. also not fun. Uh, but... I think I might be the only one who actually got bitten because I think you rolled quite no, poorly didn't. on the attack rolls for the centipedes. Um, Tenebris got munched. Her face got munched. Don't remember. Or did you make yeah. the? Because I remember the the poison actually didn't come into effect, but you had a, a con save must have made, and I had a resistance against it, which was yes, dwarven, but was saying there's not much organic. It might have just bitten into a cable or something. Yeah. Um. But we had that, and then we took the exit tunnel. Uh, with converging veins of metal. That You're good. doing this so specifically, Simon. Like, we took the exit tunnel <laughs> and followed down for five... I am reading my notes. Um, <laughs> and then we entered into a large kind of cave that went into a ravine. We had a trap. Ali's discovered traps. Ali found traps. Oh, um, I was just looking terrifying. through words and I thought, wait. Trap? Yeah. And... Um, then we found this kind of quarry bit, which, which had the mm. camp in, and there was a safe which we opened. Tenebris got knocked out. It was only gems inside. Um, there was what was it? There was a list inside. There, there was a book that had the list inside. So just to be clear, you went when you left the centipede tunnel. You walked for a bit, and then what happened was the tunnel opened out into basically a cliff face, like an yeah. underground cliff face. So you were sort of walking along a, a little sort of road path cut into the side, but all on your right hand side i think it was it's just nothingness and you can hear like the wind blowing through this sort of underground space mm. and you can obviously can't see the side of anything um, anyway yeah and you, you walked along that and you reached this camp and we so there was there was nobody there right so no one was there it was booby trapped like it was right rigged as a trap and then there was the the safe with a book that had Mr. Jumbles, the Harry the Horse. So no, the book was, was separate. The yeah. Camp and gave us the password to the safe. But it said Mr. Jumbles, Henry the Horse, Pastor Bolognese, and then the code for the safe. Which yeah. was the date, which was a date. A date. Um and then We have no reason to know what any of the other things are for. No. Uh and then we descended through the tunnel because there was an extra exit bit that mm-hmm. uh, we noticed. And then we yeah we went into this huge cave with the the wall, the wall, and all the crystals. Also, some crystals. of the little details because Ali did, did a, if, if people want to go back and listen to one episode, the previous episode is definitely Gorgeous. the one to do. Definitely the one because a lot happened, but also we described the the cavern as brilliantly lit. There was this immense wall, crystalline structure with a light behind it. Our tongues tasted salt. The mm. air was vibrating at what felt like the resonant frequencies of our chest. Uh, crystal trees were growing up from the floor of the cavern. Um, and there was just this low-pitched rumble emanating from the wall. It was yeah. really evocative. It was, it was cool. so emotive, and like, I, I, I honestly, now you've reread it, and I kind of vaguely remember most of it, but I think I was just so like, 
Wow. You could feel it at the time. Yeah. It was amazing. Oh, and there were plants. That was the other thing I made a note of. There were plants. Yes, in there were cave. plants um, in underground, just fucking plants everywhere. And I think I've said it in an episode. They were Infinity's favorite plant, which worries mm. me slightly that they were around the Coincidences. Um, and then we went into a massive fight because we met the big bad that we heard a lot about. Yeah, Ronak. we heard about Ronak. We heard that Ronak was was no good. Someone we we sort of had asked someone who's doing this smuggling then, and they were like, "Oh, probably Ronak. He's a smuggler." And Reeve, or possibly Sandy, had said, "Well, that's you know the the scale of this operation is a bit beyond what we'd usually expect for Ronak." Um, but once we got down there, you know, he clearly had his gang, the two that we'd already dealt with, the old lady was Spooey there, pads. Chased, and yes, some sort of a healer for some reason. And the two of them, uh, Raunak um, and, and this other lady, were yeah. on two bits of scaffolding flat up against this wall, this mm. immense wall. And they were doing something that we weren't quite sure what, but like I pressing against pressing against it. it. Maybe it involved yeah. chanting. Do we think it? I, I don't remember chanting. I don't, I, I don't have notes I, of it, Just the know. feeling that they were they were doing something that they they had. Was it was a clear ritual of some form was going yeah, on. Something was happening. Yeah. And when they saw us, they turned around and he started, well, he tried to, well, Darax was there. Came out of nowhere with a steel chair, knocked me down in one round. Yeah, he had a, Ranak had a gun, um, although he didn't, I don't think he hit anyone with it, if I recall correctly. The Darax Um, attack was absolutely terrifying for everyone involved, I have to say. like (laughs) When he unleashed, I don't think I quite like grasped how powerful he was it's like oh yeah took sure. uriel down in one oh, yeah. level two now they'll be fine yeah <laughs> uriel, like the first hit uriel was on the floor Cass posted a great meme in the discord that of that moment it was just like odin from thor ragnarok just going like you know when the party sees the monk go down in one hit like oh oh shit <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so oh, if you hadn't like the only the, because infinity had one spell left they yeah. were able to heal uriel yeah, yeah. but otherwise without that fucked. It would have been stabilizing and then hoping yeah. E and Tenebris could have finished the fight. Tenebris doesn't have any healing spells, but did have a, does have a fuck ton of other spells left. She finally used she's them. been not using any of them this whole campaign and she finally just started blasting and flinging her hands around. And I was very proud of the bit where Darax went down at one point, which was great. So uh, did Uriel take Darax down again? Uh, no, Infinity took. Infinity yeah. took. With the guiding bolt, which we explained in the little Like Uriel had a pop at him and then, yeah, Infinity. And then, totally unexpectedly, this other figure on the other scaffolding um, saw this, reached out, and, and clearly like did something. And he was back up again, um, <laughs> which none of us we were like, "Ah, oh, we've we've killed him." But no, like you know, no. He, he'd been on the floor. He's like straight back up again. Um, so I was very proud of my badass, just sort of like turning around, blasting him for five hit points, which was enough. And then and then carrying on that again. That was really good. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was so cool. And then the wall started oh, no. splitting like a crack oh, down no. the middle. And Infinity saw this and was like, we have to go. And I used my wild shape. It was so close. Time and ah! turned into a star panther. And a robot so, star panther. Robot star panther. We tried so hard to on. stop this. And in the end, it didn't yeah. even matter. because it, The thing is, because we were there to stop the smuggling, right? And I think we had a conversation with Brownak and we were like, you stop doing <laughs> yeah. the smuggling now. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I am. This is way more important. And we were like, we were like okay, yeah, we should accomplish. 
<laughs> and um Yuriel's idea yeah. was like Yuriel had the really clever idea of this you know this MacGuffin this magical thing he, uh, was that really was powerful and he was throwing it at, at the wall around of course trying to shake him off the scaffold that was basically. a really good idea yes. and I rolled a nat one yeah yes, was such a bugger like we were so close to stopping whatever was it one ritual. hit point Run we know it would have stopped like though it might he not have was, stopped it might not have stopped he was on one hit we'd point. had to get her as well and like, yeah. like the old lady had legged it in the middle of the fight just not wanting to be part of it yeah so there was there's two, just to be clear there's two women there's two sort of ladies in this there's an old lady who they've met before who just legged it straight out yeah. of the face. and then there's another lady who they'd never seen before who so was on one of the had, towers had some sort of healing powers and who yeah. was but then the wall started like a light started like emanating from the wall and it just destroyed from what we can tell Raunak and this woman who was and the towers the they were on it just burst yeah into they place. just burnt through everything yeah burnt through it uh, and while we're running away and we're like charging away and that's, that's the cliffhanger that's where we were but also and uh, the thing that really has thrown me about this is that infinity thinks she's somewhere else yeah like she sees a Infinity's totally different environment and we're ah. just like right it was like there was a moment when you were like right so you're on the back of this giant steel panther um what do you want to do and it was like what the fuck am I supposed to do in this situation? I go where the panther goes. <laughs> <laughs> the um, yeah, and yeah, so Infinity, every time she's she's had a long rest, has had like visions of because um, Infinity doesn't sleep as such. We sort of say she's defragmenting and rebooting and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but she's had these like visions of like running water and things like that, and it's all been very cryptic and very cool, and I very much enjoyed it. And then when we were in the middle of this fight, it was suddenly like, cool, you're in like this crystal jungle. And I was like, wait, what? What's happening? So um, yeah, that's where we're, we'll be picking up. Oh God, a lot has happened. Like, a lot has happened. happened. A lot has happened. That is the plot summary. Yeah, I, I'm keeping in mind all the various clues. Um, I want to know the clues that Ali has been sprinkling through. I want to know mm. the clues about but, the PC's backstories. That but that's all through. the stuff yeah. that's happened in the past. What is happening in the future? It's happening oh, in the future. Oh, just before we get to that. I don't think we should do that yet. I think because um, we've got some a couple of questions. From... Oh yes, yes, oh, true. Oh, the question. I say a couple. We've got one really that we should. We can I just questions. can I just say before we get onto the question? Yeah. Like, yeah. Charmaine, I love how your character is uh, not is like clearly trying to not do all the stuff that she does. Like, you know, yeah. like she's a sorcerer and never casts in spells. denial. <laughs> like in the first fight, you. <laughs> Like I was like, ah, so they've all cut. And look what's obviously going to happen. They'll all fight, and you just belt it. You let. Ah, I was like, I'm out. Bye. No doubt. <laughs> yeah, you just tried to walk him. Like, <laughs> you're like, I'm going to leave. <laughs> Good luck on your bar fight. Classic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. Okay. So uh, qu- while you, you have do a this question, while you do that question, I'm going to pop to the bathroom. Okay. But I but carry on. All right. It's a question so for Ali. In a sec. Yeah. Cool. Oh. Um. Okay, so this is for you from Andy. Does Ali have multiple storylines stacked up which then depend on the characters as to which one gets used? Or is it that the characters' actions make small variations to a more narrow path? I.e., how much are you railroading us? That's a great question, Andy. Um, I So... I can't. I okay. I really don't like railroading. Um, oh, nobody does, right? But um, I think there's a place for minor railroading. If you so like, I, I think especially in a in a, in a podcast like this, where yeah. you kind of need the story to advance, and 
you don't just want it to be stagnant. I think there's a very real case for railroad. So I, I, I definitely railroaded you when you got into the mine. I was like, there is one direction you can go. Do you wish to go that way? And then it was a bit like, yeah, well, you know, what are you going to do? So that's true. But then I think, I think Sharmini was saying this, that like, certainly when you get to like key decision points, you can, like the thing with the, I didn't know how that uh, the wall was going to go. Mm. I didn't think it was going to go like that. That's for sure. Um, okay. So that's like that has changed things. But also, like I, I do know there's a lot of backstory, mm-hmm. and I think like backstory is basically the beginning of a story, right? I know that sounds really obvious, but like it's where a story starts. So even though we come in sort of halfway through all these backstories, right? That story has begun, and it's yeah. going to. And that's so it has a shape already. So, you, you know, no matter what the characters do, they're always going to have that backstory, which is going to pull them towards something. So, in that way, it's it's not really railroading, but it is it is like there is a force that is sucking you towards it, and it doesn't matter how you get there, you're probably going to end up in the same place. Is there anything sense. other than maybe how we responded to the wall that we've done that you were like, what? Why are you doing this, you crazy people? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, All of it, yeah. Not going to the bar, you've already said. Like, you forced us like, into that bar. <laughs> yeah, I, I railroaded you into the bar, for sure. And then you just refused to deal with any we of the stuff. Re- I thought we did re- I tried to talk to someone, and then they just ignored me. And then... <laughs> so I was like, Paul and Finish doesn't want to talk to people now. <laughs> I didn't really railroad you. I sort of railroaded you into the bar. You could have said no, but... I, I did think you were going to go to the forest and I had so I, I had a number of a number of things like I, a number of storylines have been pruned because mm. that's not what happened. Go to the forest we, we met we missed. I but... had to admit I had to admit to Ali today but I can't tell the rest of you yet why uh, Tenebris decided that she wanted to go to the forest and then very abruptly decided she didn't want to go to the forest. It was like anymore. a cat. It was like and one a day outside. I will tell you why that yeah. was. And there was all this like, oh, cool, we're going to go to the forest rather than be in this bar. That would be great. And then we all, and there was a big discussion about it. We left. It was very funny. It's done very well on TikTok. And then we we went to the forest. We started and to we had forest, a fight. Got attacked. Yeah. Had a fight. And then Tempest was like, I don't want to go anymore. <laughs> we were like, okay, we'll go to the Roach Motel then. <laughs> anyone, I think, anyone wants I to think throw like, any guesses my way? Points. I have a theory, but I don't want to say it. But also think about it. Like, you, you guys are a good party because obviously you want to do whatever it is that you want to do and that lots of times i'm like i don't want that it's happening (laughs) um and then but at the same time like you are aware that you have a a thing that has been given to you to do which is summoning you to a place so you're not just going to be you're not one of those party who's like yeah about that that i'm not into it anymore should we just go and live in the woods like yeah. yeah you are like you're taking it on so that's great so i don't need to you know it's like i don't have to worry about having also, to railroad you you're gonna go there yeah, yeah and you've got tenebris who is very big on the job and get the job done and then you've got infinity who will do whatever it takes to keep the party together um so i think with this our two great. characters it kind of just goes we shall do plot if tenebris wants to do plot congratulations <laughs> we're doing plot because infinity will be like we're doing plot and Uriel will do whatever Infinity tells him to do. So it literally, like, it's like a little chain of events. As long as Tenebris wants to do something, we're all like, so interesting now. (laughs) What's so interesting now is that, like, when you, at the end of this arc, right, this first little adventure, um, then it it really will, the rails will come off 
Oh, and no. it would be like, you just are on this planet. Oh, no, what, really? What do you want to do? I need to prepare for that. I need to oh, mentally prepare God. for that because... Yeah, absolutely. But that's why, and that's why, and, you know, backstory is going to be really important there because those are the drivers and, and yeah. obviously the oh, world, like, God, there's a lot of world out there. So I don't know where, what parts of that world you're going to want to... Yeah, there's a lot to... Yeah. This is, but, but, that, probably but a that's... very big, like, fireside chat that all of our characters need to have, like, about yeah. ourselves. We could probably do a whole episode of yeah, just us chatting. Shopping yeah. episode! But that's act one of the show, basically. Like, kind of going up until the wall and the, the Braxagantu wall. It finished to me. We're still running away from a wall doing something we don't know the what it is. You this make a, it, right? It's a nice... But that's what Ali's described it as. This is kind of like act one almost. Yeah. Um, Maybe the rest of it will just take place underground. You're like, you never made it out. Yeah. Now we're escaping the crystal (laughs) hell. There was a bit where we nearly all fell down a ravine and we probably would have all died. Yeah, apart from, once again, Uriel's belt. The belt. That was close. (laughs) I think I got like an 18 on strength. I think it was a nat 20 even. Like it was a really, it was a very well-timed lucky roll. Otherwise, end of campaign. (laughs) Um, But that's Act 1. What is the plan for Act 2 going forwards, Sharmini, in terms of how we're going to do the show? The format. The format. Everybody's favourite F word. (laughs) Format. So, so go go back slightly to it to when we were talking about like how did we how did how did the RP geeks get together and end up doing this? Um, we have all I, I had so many conversations about what the best way to combine these two elements are. I've had so many lunch dates with Ali about this as well, and discussions on trains on the way back from. I didn't get any lunch. early early this days. Before. This is before the idea. Had, materialized when Ali was like I want to do this how do we do this um so we are we have now come up with a a new uh, tweak we have thus far been doing the campaign the Dungeons and Dragons and Sats campaign uh one week and then doing the D&D brief the following week so that we've got plenty of time both for playing and for science chatting um but we have a we have a different plan we have a new plan we want to play the game more. <laughs> we want to play the game more often. But also, we, but we also want to, I think, tie in the science a bit more rather than having it be two separate entities. Like the whole idea of this is it's Dungeons and Dragons and yeah. science. And at the moment, it's Dungeons and Dragons, comma, mm, and then science. there's the science. And science. Yeah. So I think hmm. with this, we get to play more, which is good. Um, more stressful for Ali, but you know he's not got yeah. he's got plenty of spare time. Um, yeah. And we actually get to sort of link in the science, I think, a lot more. So the idea is going to be that going forward, we will have um, one format every Wednesday live at 7pm on Twitch, um, which will be basically the first couple hours, um, minus a little bit of faffing, will be D&D campaign, fun adventures. And then for the last 40 minutes or so um, of of each Wednesday evening, uh, one person, different person each week will be talking about some of the science that's come up in probably in previous episodes. Yeah. Um, so well, I imagine, one go. I imagine it's going to be similar to the what happened in our one shot where we've 
and trialed the idea in that also there will probably be some science that comes up in the episode that we will initially be able to discuss because we'll have some expertise that's true and and we can decide because some things we just like chatting about off the cuff and some sometimes it's nice to go away and be able to prep stuff so we can do a nice little mix of hey what just came up um and also hey i looked up some stuff from a previous week but to say when we're doing the ones within the episode we won't be breaking the flow of the story at all we won't ever like tangent like in the middle of oh, like a really dramatic chat of opportunity movie. which we haven't like, done for a while but like we, we there is always many. the option i like them but when they have come up though it's just sometimes we, you don't want to do it like in the most dramatic moment to completely break like, no, tone no, and things, no, you know no. what i mean so we did some actually in the last episode when we had the discussion between arteries and veins in, oh yeah we did you didn't want to go through the tunnel you were uh, like oh yes but arteries the, the, one, and the one before that ali described the centipede's legs scrunching up and simon you were oh, like yeah by the way oh it's hydraulics and also their um scutigera i think is the name of the species like sent everybody nightmare fuel yeah yeah Mm -hmm. like there's there's there are times when when like things are short enough and and and, you know simple enough that we can throw the the geek urge is overwhelming and you're just like i want to talk about science yeah (laughs) me in social situations try not to talk about mostly warhammer (laughs) holding it in i put a lot of those science clips on tiktok as well if you're not following us on tiktok please do um i often trim out either fun like fun things that have happened in the campaign or just like fascinating science tidbits um and and just sort of 60 second or less clips um and you can go through the previous ones on our and they've been very successful i've got to say like tiktok is really i imagine many people who are watching this probably discovered us from tiktok um so yeah. hello if that's you and Hi. um you're here you know charmony's doing a fantastic job with it gotta say Lovely. Yeah. yeah we love you charmony you're the best oh good correct that is all but also you know if you if you watched it and you like it and you know other people who are into D, but maybe haven't picked up on this because they're like oh it's a science show or something like get those people to come and watch it for the D and and get the science like, people in to D and D. If you like science, yeah, you like I science, guarantee so. you will like D and D. It's it's two sides of nerd coin. Yeah, like, you gotta just, do it. We know our audience. It's us. <laughs> it's, exactly. Storytelling. It's like sci-fi and storytelling and great films and all of the above rolled yeah. into one. It's brilliant. If you like our show, you'd probably be our friend. That's that's how that's it works. our motto. Yeah. <laughs> That's Infinity's motto. <laughs> <laughs> parasocial there. Parasocial. You can't spell parasocial without social. Right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna plug a bit of our socials some more then, if there's nothing else anyone wants to say. No, I think that's mm-hmm. everything. So hopefully this has been useful to some of you who might not have known all this information. If you've watched every single episode and you still came to hang out with us today and you're still listening to this, you you are the true heroes. I think there are a couple of bits we love you. in this. There There's behind the scenes, yeah. uh, like Ooh. secrets and things that are hopefully have been satisfying. I've had a great time this evening. So oh, yeah. thank you all. Guys, I always <laughs> have a great time. Um, always. Follow us on the socials. We are at RPGeeksDND on Twitter, on Instagram, and on TikTok, and on YouTube. 
Um, we have a link to various podcast platforms. You can find that on our website, rpgeeks.co.uk. Um, check it out. Follow us. Leave us podcast reviews. I hear they're very important. Just very some nice important. comments would be great. And some yeah, ratings. Maybe five high. star, you know. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> no Use as many stars as you want. We'd recommend Maybe five. download it on all of the podcast apps that you have if you really like us. Just, you know, yeah. click that download button. Why not? Like, like something and subscribe. What is it? Remember like, to smash that like button. On YouTube. Ding that bell and subscribe. Bonk that like button. <laughs> bonk the oh, like button. The, back to the bonks. We actually haven't talked about the bonk thing this entire chat. No, if you if you if you're new to it and you've gotten through this far without ever having met the bonk, congratulations. As we call Emily now, uh, <laughs> Emily Bonk. Your future may include may include some bonks, but don't worry, it doesn't last. <laughs> too long well that's sad and the other uh, thing to mention is if you're listening to this on on the pod or if you're watching this on the vod then you can watch this live on twitch uh which is wednesdays 7 p.m uk time on twitch.tv forward slash dr simon clark um until eventually obviously this is going to become a colossal success and it like it's just going to need its own channel but for the time being it's gonna. It's it's on uh, the Dr. Simon Clark. For the channel. time being, we're piggybacking off of Simon's audience. So uh, <laughs> thanks, Simon. <laughs> you guys are the best. <laughs> and the other thing we should perhaps we should actually say that explicitly is that like we are approaching this as a Psycom project. Like this is something that we hope to reach a new audience um, with Psycom that might not otherwise engage with it. But we also really enjoy doing the show. Like yeah. it's always really fun. <sighs> Fun, and you know we really play D on our in our spare time with each other for goodness yeah. sakes um but we, like, when schedules <laughs> yeah when schedules I'm always are. it always amazes me like how <laughs> this sounds bad always amazes me how fun it is um i think it's because, <laughs> I like, no it's because like whenever we start playing like i you know i always have like okay so this is gonna happen this is gonna happen but then everybody's having so much damn fun you're like <laughs> none of it's happened <laughs> <laughs> We've reached Welcome approximately where I thought we'd get to in two sessions. <laughs> I love that we spend like hours at a time talking about science and it's somehow always hysterical. Um, yeah, like, I think we've, we, we, so far, in my eyes at least, we have it, it has succeeded in scientifying D&D and also making that discussion of science just actually really fun and interesting. Yeah. Like, I like learning... Because the way that we do the show is, you know, it's not, we don't research every week for something to talk about. Most of the time you're listening to somebody else talk about something they've researched. And it's really interesting and really fun. And we hope that you enjoy it too, basically. We love it. And we love you watching at home. It is all got too sappy. No, no, right. No, no, well, yes, but now we have to end it because it's all gotten too lovey and, you know, emotions. Oh, Fuck you all. So, oh, yes, thank you, all, really. fuck you for listening and watching and <laughs> yeah. we will see you uh, or you will hear us oh, yeah. rather next week um, <laughs> with that we'll draw things to a close thank you very much for watching <laughs> slash listening Ali's words you. ringing in your ears remember five stars on podcast platforms please uh, I do actually love you and we will see you next week bye everybody bye, bye.